Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey there, Colin. What is going on? Not much. I have got a question for you apropos of nothing. Yep. Do you like to gamble? Do I like to gamble? Um, well, of course I like to gamble. I'm a red-blooded American man. Yeah, me too. Gambling's the best. Sure is. But, you know, if you're like me, Colin, sometimes you just don't know who to bet with or where to bet. It's hard to trust people, Brendan. It's a very skeptical world we're living in. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something right out, right from the heart, certainly not reading it at all. It's something I mean. Sure. MyBookie.com. It's the answer you've been looking for. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people, since this very moment, to bet with MyBookie. Trust me, they are the best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. And they're our new sponsor. Yeah, what makes them arguably the greatest business on earth. That's right. I recommend this service to our listeners, and it's, I'm urging you to go to mybookie.com. You win, they pay. They have great in-game betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now, and mybookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code M-I-Z to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. It's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code M-I-Z when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.com. That's that's from the heart, Colin. I felt that it seems very organic. Yes, it is. So in other news, besides our gambling winnings and our listeners' gambling winnings, thanks to MyBookie, football season's here. It's week one. I know, I know. I'm happy to fat girl in a stink contest. <laughs> As always, we're bringing you guests to talk about the upcoming Tigers game. Of course, we're playing UT Martin this week. Colin, tell me what you know about UT Martin. I know absolutely nothing. Mm. I was thinking about the other day, and I thought, UT Martin, or they call him also Tennessee Martin? Yeah, University of and, Tennessee Martin. Yeah, so I'm just like, Tennessee Martin sounds like you would, if you had two guys on a job site named Martin, mm-hmm. but one of us are Tennessee, you'd be like, that's Martin, and that's Tennessee Martin. Right. And that's how you tell them apart. It doesn't necessarily sound like a university. No, it does sound like a job site where people are digging but, ditches. Brendan, though, let me ask you a question. Because they kind of don't sound like a university, I bet their mascot for their football team sounds like something super legitimate, mm-hmm. like very traditional. I don't know what it is, but I, I'm betting it's something right down the middle. Yeah, you know, we've played the uh, Red Hawks and the sure. Red Wolves. Uh, UT Martin, yeah. they've got a they've got a real traditional conventional uh, football na- nickname. They're the Skyhawks. Oh, of course. As opposed to Groundhawks, I assume. I don't. I, it doesn't make any sense. Seems a bit redundant, doesn't it? Yeah. To talk about the Skyhawks, who we know nothing about, we brought in Alex Bogus from their athletic program to talk about what they might do on the football field this weekend against the Tigers, or what they won't do. And uh, our old friend Byron Chamberlain, who has two Super Bowl rings and a Pro Bowl. Oh, you mean you mean Super Bowl champion Byron Chamberlain? That's right. Yeah. Between. You, me, and him, we have two Super Bowl rings. Awesome. And he's going to talk about uh, Mizzou, in particular their offense, and what he expects this season, and I guess what he expects against the Skyhawks. But it's what we all expect, which is at least 70 points. Well, I 
don't really care that they score 70 points. I just want to make sure that they score a lot more than the competition. I don't want another FBS shootout with a turn burger like Missouri State. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they went 43 to nothing, that's fine. They don't have to score 70. I want to bloodbath. 43 to nothing. I don't want the score to be close. Yeah, you want a bloodbath FCS turd burger. Yes, and I want the defense, especially to play well. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want them to score 43 points. None of us do, ever. <laughs> ever. Well, and that's not all, Colin, as we did last year. We have the great Caleb the Greek within our uh, oh, grasp. So people can make a bunch of money on uh, mybookie.com and mm-hmm. Caleb's pick to them. I think that's exactly it's. Simpatico. It's like peas yeah. in a pod. Listen yeah. to Caleb the Greek. Go to mybookie.com. Type in promo code MIZ, and then become millionaires. It's really a simple formula. But it's, it's what we know. It's not in the biz. It's synergy. Synergy. That's right. Should we uh, should we wrap this son of a bitch up and listen to what our guests have to say? Since we obviously don't know what we're talking about. Seems like a, a very good plan. Okay. MIZ. Do you? Gonna throw it. Slam. This bugs for you. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. It don't get no better than that, man. Lock deep near side. Jamon Moore. It's a foot race. 82 yards. Touchdown, Missouri. Boy, look at Crockett run. It's his fourth touchdown run of the day. This is the Mazzotcast. Joining us on the phone now is Alex Bogus, who is with UT Martin Sports Information for their football program. Thanks for joining us, Alex. Oh, no problem. UT Martin will be the first game for our Missouri Tigers. UT Martin team last year was 6-5. and five. Uh, It looks like they're pegged to go possibly third in their conference this season. I have to admit, I don't know a ton about UT Martin. But it looks like they had a strong defense, and a lot of those guys are returning this season. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely the case. We return uh, several guys that I think uh, could be all OVC players, and and definitely, I mean, we had four defensive players that were all OVC caliber last year, and uh, a couple of those graduated. But there's still a lot of a lot of talent left in that cupboard right now. And then on the offensive side of the ball, the only name that I've heard of, but I've heard a lot, Ladarius Galloway at running back is uh, coming back, and I assume he will be your main option for this offense. Yeah, he's he's a talented kid. He's uh came in here. It was a JUCO transfer for us, and uh, really came in and you know surprised some people because he wasn't even going to be our number one back last year. Our number one back went down um, uh, towards Achilles on the first night of camp. Uh, so. You know, things were kind of thrown into a cluster real quick last year, but Ladarius came in and uh, really did some things nice last year and he's had a strong off season. and I think he's he's ready to try to be even better than that, and, and that's a strong statement considering the kind of stats he did put up last year. So a game like what we're talking about, Missouri versus UT Martin, uh, FCS school coming into Columbia, Missouri, first game of the year, what are expectations? That's, I'm, that's, that's what I'm curious about. I know you, you all played Ole Miss last year. Uh, I think you're 0-8 versus Power 5 opponents. But what are the expectations coming into a game like this, and what are you looking to come away with? I mean, obviously, you always want to win, but uh, short of that, what are expectations for, for the Skyhawks program? To be honest, I, I think the team just looks to be able to make progress, you know, there's things you do during camp that you try to build upon, and there's some question marks coming into uh, into the season and out of camp. You know, 
uh, well, who's going to step up in our kicking game? Is is our offense going to take that next step? Because they had been so strong in years past, and it seemed like last year they kind of sputtered along a little bit and uh, were struggling to find their flow on offense. And is your defense going to be as good as it was a year ago? I think those are kind of the question marks. And you're going to try to hang into that game as long as you can. Obviously, you want to come out of it uninjured. For us, playing an FBS school uh, has its monetary... Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Very value to us as well, along with trying to give these kids a good atmosphere and a, and a fun uh, a fun venue to play. Uh, you know, you always want to play in the SEC. If you can't play in the SEC, at least play in SEC school. And I think that's one thing that our, uh, our program is going to be able to do this year. And you hope you put on a good showing. I, I think last year at Ole Miss, we were down by one at the half, and a couple of years ago we led Cincinnati at the break. Uh, probably should have beat Hawaii uh, over there in 2016 as well, and Georgia State was a, a seven-point game uh, for much of that before it just kind of got crazy. So, uh, you know, hang in there. Coach always says uh, all you can try to do is go in there and you hope that in the fourth quarter you're within a touchdown or two to make a run at it, but if not, you just have to try to come out of that game healthy. The Skyhawks coach, Jason Simpson, I see he's entering his 13th year with the program. Uh, that kind of experience uh, ties into some fears, I think, that maybe Missouri fans have. Last year we played Missouri State for our home opener, and we were kind of expecting you know, an easy game, just get some uh, backups in by half. And uh, Missouri State really surprised the Tigers and put up over 40 points. And, uh, you know, I feel like a, a guy like uh, Coach Simpson might be able to find some weaknesses in that Missouri program and make it a game a lot longer than people might expect. Yeah, he, he's a guy that last year our offense kind of got stripped down a little bit towards the end because uh, we, we took off Kitt's red shirt. Uh, dresser win. He started as a true freshman last year for the last five games and it was kind of, uh, you know, anytime you put a true freshman into the game, you can't make your playbook as deep as it can be. Uh, but Coach Simpson, I mean, he's played a lot of FBS opponents. Nine, uh, this will be the 21st FCS, FBS opponent we've had since 2006. So, I mean, we're no stranger to playing in these games and he's not afraid to, you know, find a little trickery go a little uh, outside of the box to see what he can do and uh, maybe catch him sleeping early on. You know, I personally watched a lot of the Missouri State game last year, and uh, it's just interesting to see. And sometimes those FCS schools, like 
there's good there's good football played at this level. Uh, mm-hmm. You just can't match up athlete for athlete, and a lot of times it's in that third quarter and later when that really starts to take over, and you see that athleticism and ability kind of take over and take control of that game. Yeah, it's and it's so early in the season for both squads. If there are you know flaws or things that can be exploited, it's a good time to do that. And I think you know Missouri's looking at Drew Locke, who they're you know mounting a Heisman campaign for and having a lot of returners on offense. It will be interesting to see them go up against the first team for the Skyhawks. Who, you, as you mentioned, the the defense is very experienced, so you know their best going up against our best, and how that will look so early in the season. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Drew Locke is. Is somebody that you kind of look at and you're, that kid's special. I mean, almost 4,000 passing yards, 44 touchdowns last year. He's a kid that can definitely kind of get back in that pocket and, and whip it around, and I'm sure he'll be in the NFL soon uh, making a good amount of money. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how our defense matches up against him and what they allow him to do. You know, I'm sure he'll be able to exploit some holes, but hopefully we can kind of keep it uh, keep it contained early and uh, the biggest thing is our secondary is, is completely new. Um, we had a couple injuries, so we had some underclassmen. They were able to get some reps uh, about the last three games of the year, but we don't return a single starter in the secondary that started more than two or three games a year ago. Uh, so that's, you know, when you when you deal with an, an air offense like Mizzou's going to present, uh, that could present a problem for our defense. What are your expectations after this game for the uh, for the UT Martin squad? I know, like I said, they finished six and five last season. Uh, they got a lot of returners coming back. I saw projections for them third in conference, uh, but a lot of the games they lost last year were very close. So it looks like this team is poised to uh, sh- at least shake some things up in their own conference. UT Martin has had a uh, had a history of being there right at there at the end. Jacksonville State has been kind of the the bell of the ball the last several years. They haven't lost a conference game in, in I think four years uh, so they're they're really at the top and they've been ranked number two in FCS for uh, much of the last three years so this may be a year where they're a little vulnerable uh, I know they lost their week zero game last Thursday night uh, or I guess it was Saturday so they're a team that maybe they have some weaknesses but UT Martin has, has proven over the years that they're always going to be in the conversation for a championship just may finish up about seven, 14 points short against uh, against the big guys. But if, if you look at the records over the years, you know, you're going to see a lot of second-place finishes, a lot of third-place finishes, and not much below that. So uh, for UT Martin to finish fourth last year was a major disappointment. Alex Bogus with UT Martin Football. Good luck to you this season, and uh, thanks for joining us about week one of college football. Thank you. Uh, I hope to see a lot of fans there, and I, I think it's going to be a fun game on Saturday. I've seen rocky mountains and great lakes I've stood beneath a redwood tree But wherever I go, my heart aches For a place called Tennessee Flows like wine And the meth labs are divine Oh, I 
where the sweet tobacco grows, and it's picked by poor Negroes in Tennessee. Well, it's a place where dueling banjos play, and the mountain folk run free. All the children can spell K K K, but cannot spell Tennessee. Oh, come with me, where every cheek is filled with chew, and no one's ever seen a Jew. Dogs are deep fried. That's the reason Elvis died, Tennessee. done last year. We are bringing Caleb Bungard in for our weekly segment of Caleb the Greek's Pick of the Week. Caleb, welcome. Hey, what's happening? Are you uh, ready to win some money for our uh, listeners? Absolutely. We're going to dominate this year. 
And uh, we've got, uh, of course, our sponsor, MyBookie.com, who can take your uh, game-winning picks and uh, put it on MyBookie.com with the promo code M-I-Z and uh, get rich. Absolutely. That's what we use all the lines all for tonight. Get on there, place your bet on about any sport you want to place it on. And Caleb, as you might recall, we like to put you up against a quarter to see who's going to have better picks. You are an inanimate coin. Are you prepared to battle this coin once again? Yes. What What year is the quarter this time around? Well, we've got yeah, our... It makes, a, it makes a big difference on what year it is. I doubt it. I'm currently holding a 2005 Kansas coin. Perhaps you remember the oh, state shit, quarter program. Shit year. Yeah. Shit year. You know how each state had a, a graphic that indicated their state's sort of spirit? You know what Kansas had on it? It was a state burning down, like maybe a wheat field burning down. Good guess. That would be good, but, like that. but no, they actually went with a rabid prairie dog fucking the corpse of a child. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now that you said that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> All right, well, let's get to our first game. Who do you have on the docket? Game one. I've got the first game I'm going with is Miami at LSU. Miami at LSU. It looks like Miami is a three and a half point favorite in this game. Miami is three and a half point favorite. We've got an over and under at forty seven and a half on this one. All right, and who who is your selection in this game? Tell us, Caleb. I'm going to go with LSU and the under. Cooper. All right, so you're taking both the under and LSU for the three and a half point upset. He just said that. Uh huh. All right, let's see how the coin has it. We'll, we'll go with uh, the favorite will be heads, which is Miami, and the underdog will be tails. Coin's turn. The coin says Miami. So it looks like we have a discrepancy here. Caleb says LSU. Coin says Miami. Who's going to win? I looked for some prop bets on, like, Ed Ogeron-isms and things, but they didn't, didn't have any out there yet. That guy's amazing. He's going to die of a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's perhaps too early in the season. Yeah, they'll get on those. I guess next on the uh, schedule, I have Washington and Auburn, which is supposed to be a neutral field game, but it's being played in Atlanta, Georgia. Neutral my ass. It's going to be pretty well a home game for Auburn on this one, and the line on that one is Auburn a favorite one and a half, and I'm going to take Auburn in the one and a half. Give those points. <laughs> All right, that's supposed to be one of the best games of the weekend. Uh, two big-time programs, Washington in the uh, playoff last year and expected to be there again. You're going with Auburn and the one-and-a-half. Coins turn. And the coin selects Auburn as well. So you guys are in lockstep on that. Maybe Kansas coin isn't as dumb as I thought it was. <laughs> Don't speak too soon. Who do you have next on the docket? Okay, in this game, I have Florida and Atlantic going to play Oklahoma. That should be a and not a barn burner. No, not a barn burner. And they've only got Oklahoma to twenty-one point favorite. First game of the year, I imagine that Oklahoma will probably win by forty-five. So I'm going to take Oklahoma to cover that twenty-one point. Now, is this uh, Lane Kiffin's Florida Atlantic Owls? I believe it's Florida Atlantic Lane Kiffin coach team. Still, I don't think he's moved on somewhere else. I think that's where he's at. <laughs> yeah. So uh, even though he's passionately an owl supporter, you're going to say Oklahoma will cover that big spread of 21 points. Coins turn. The coin yeah. disagrees. The coin is going to go with FAU to at least cover. <laughs> 
Colton probably fails upwards just like Lane Kiffin. <laughs> All righty, so we got three interesting matchups, two close ones, and one blowout that you're predicting to be covered. What's the last matchup of the day for you? We got that Mizzou game right here. <laughs> that's what that's what the rumor has been going around. The word on the street is we have a Mizzou football game. And I can't find a line on the Mizzou game. I don't know. I'm not looking correctly, but I went through every game, and I can't find that there is an actual line on this game. So, I mean, it's like a money line bet, you know. Mm-hmm. Mizzou, for the, Mizzou for the win. Lock of the week. Open of the week. Yeah, okay. Well, the coin, this Kansas coin thinks that UT Martin can pull off the win in the money line. <laughs> shows itself to be a fucking idiot. Yeah, but should the should the coin win, it'll win big on a money line bet like that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we've got uh, four picks for Caleb. Actually, five if you count the under on the Miami LSU game. So everybody, get your bets in. Write down what Caleb has told you. Go to mybookie.com. Start your account by putting in the promo code M I Z. You'll get that discount and get the extra dollars to make further bets. And you'll have a lot of money to do it because you're probably going to make a shitload of money this first week one on Caleb the Green Pick of the Week. Thanks for joining us, Caleb. Thanks, Brendan. All right. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep. So we took turns staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, son, I made my life out of reading people's faces. Knowing what the cards were By the way they held their eyes So if you don't mind saying I can see you're out of aces For a taste of your whiskey I'll give you some advice So I handed him my bottle And he drank down my last swallow Then he bummed a cigarette And asked me for a light And the night got deathly quiet Face lost all expression Said if you're gonna play the game Boy, you gotta learn to play it right You got to know when to hold up Know when to fold up Know when to walk away Know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough to count When the dealing's done Back with the program, former Mizzou tight end and Super Bowl champion Byron Chamberlain uh, won a couple Super Bowls with the uh, Denver Broncos. Chiefs fans hate to hear it, but uh, Byron, welcome back to the show. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, but thanks for having me, man. Uh, you know, I always look forward to, to speaking with you guys. We're getting excited for week one of college football. Missouri is taking on UT Martin Skyhawks. I actually had to look up what their mascot was before uh, we started recording the podcast. That's how much I know about UT Martin. I guess what we're looking for this year out of game one is to not repeat last year's performance, at least on defense, where we gave up over 40 points to uh, Missouri State. I think what I wanted to ask you, the last couple of years under Barry Odom, Missouri started a little slow. Do you think that's something that might be a Barry Odom trend, or do you think it was just personnel, or what are you expecting to see out of the Tigers out of the gate? I hope uh, we don't start slow this year. You know, 
when you are a new coach and you're going in and establishing your identity and, and establishing your vision for a, a team, it takes a little time to get that, that going. And, and uh, Barry coming in, taking over the program, it, it took him a while to get adjusted. It took players a while to get adjusted to him. He kind of he started a system, changed the system, fired a defensive coordinator in the middle of the season. Uh, so, you know, it, it just it kind of takes time. But, uh, you know, this being Barry's third year, I, I look forward to a, a team that, that's confident, a team that has veteran leadership, uh, with, with Drew Locke on the offensive side and definitely, uh, Terry Beckner on the, on the defensive side. So you got some good veteran leaders on both sides of those balls. Hopefully, you know, we come out and you start fast, not only in this game against Tennessee Martin, but, uh, for the season. You mentioned Drew Locke, this offense, I think 10 returning starters. One area that I'm especially excited about, and we've talked in the past about Missouri's history of great tight end play. We've got Albert O and Kendall Blanton. I think this has got to be a strong uh, tight end duo as we've had in many years. You know, we've had some good ones recently, but, uh, you know, Albert O came out of the gates and just looked fantastic. Kendall Blanton has had a ton of experience himself. The only, I guess, chink in that armor is Messiah Swenson, the true freshman who was injured and won't play this year. But those two guys, you know, they're going to give Drew Locke, a lot of opportunities this year. What do you think about these two tight ends we've got coming in? Yeah, as a as a tight end as a tight end group, I mean this is the strongest tight end group since uh you know we had Chase Kaufman and T Rucker and and a young Michael Agnew on, on the uh on the same uh ball club. And and that, those are some great tight ends in Missouri's past. But this this group looks strong. Uh Albert O, I mean he's a big kid, six five, two sixty and can run. Uh, definitely a threat in the red zone. Uh, Kendall Bland is a senior. He's got experience and, and he's a good, he's a good route runner and, and pass catcher as well. So this, that is definitely going to be one of the strengths in, in the Missouri, uh, offense. And everyone knows being, <laughs> the tight end is, a, is the quarterback's best friend. I mean, yes, they, you know, we, we love to see Drew Aaron, Aaron those long balls out to Emmanuel Hall and Jonathan Johnson. And, you know, guys like that. But, you know, when you want to consistently move the ball and move the sticks and keep drives alive, you've got to have solid play at the tight end position, and that's something that I think we're going to have this year for the Missouri Tigers. Can you pass the test of saying Albert O's last name and pronouncing it? No. <laughs> no. He's I don't think I – Albert O to me. I, yeah, I, Albert O to me. I, I, I think he, he followed me on uh, on Twitter or Instagram, one of them, and sent him a message, and I'm like, dude, I'm not even going to try to pronounce your last name. You're just going to be Albert O to me. So. Oh, yeah, that's pretty much everybody. I, I think I got as close as Okawebunan. And I don't know if that's right or not, but I like to, if you say it with confidence, then people think you're saying it right. That's what I know. Exactly, exactly. I grew up in Hawaii, so there's a lot of those type of names out there. And by the way, shout out to the, um, my Honolulu Hawaii Little League team winning the Little League World Series yesterday, but All there's right. a lot of names like that out there. And you just got to kind of do the best you can. <laughs> but you're right. If you say it with confidence, no one will ever know. <laughs> yeah, so Missouri's got the experience in the offensive side. One 
question mark there is the new offensive coordinator and Derek Dooley. You having NFL experience yourself, Derek Dooley's coming to us as a wide receivers coach from the Dallas Cowboys and never really having called plays before. Do you see that as an obstacle or do you think it's uh, overplayed by people who are, are nervous about Derek Dooley coming in? What are your thoughts about I, I think it, I, th- I think it's overplayed. I think Derek Dooley has done enough uh, you know, coaching and been around the game uh, on the highest level that he understands what, you know, play calling is about, what you're trying to accomplish, whether it's controlling the ball, whether it's a two-minute situation, whether it's a quick strike uh, type of situation, or whether it's uh, just moving the ball down the field and, and, and trying to uh, flip the field for your defense. And I, I think he's been around it. He's been around some great coaches. He's been, like I said, at the highest level. And I, I think he, I think he'll do a great job. One of the things that I think he's going to bring to this Missouri offense is that pro concept. Um, Drew Locke, getting him under center a little more, working with the, uh, you know, the two tight end system. And, and like we talked about that earlier, that being one of the Missouri strengths and, and where you can line up in a balanced formations with, with two tight ends on the end, uh, on each end. And you don't know what side we're going to run it to. You don't know if we're going to pass it. Because we have, you know, some, some excellent tight ends in, in the passing game. Uh, and I think it's going to make, you know, those guys in the, in the backfield, Crockett and Roundtree, I think it's going to make those, their job a little easier too with that, you know, being able to be a, a little more committed to the running game where you're not just airing it out every play. You're not just in the spread every play. You have some of those pro concepts, um, that allow you to kind of control the ball control the clock, and one, another thing about that is the defense will be happy about that. If if you do consistently move the ball like that, you give them time to rest, and, uh, and, and that's going to be the big question mark, you know, for our team this year, our defense. Yeah, getting to that defense, all eyes are on Terry Beckner Jr., big expectations for him, but the secondary – wasn't our strength last year. We've got some returning guys, but nobody stands out really, I guess, as, as a sure star in that secondary. And then rushing the passer. We've had a lot of experience and, uh, you know, we call D-line zoo here at Mizzou. And, uh, you know, we don't have big names uh, for pass rushers this year. Are you trepidatious about this defense? Are there areas where they give you confidence that other people might be overlooking? Well, when I look at this defense, the way I break it down, you know, Terry Beckner is a star. He's an NFL player. And, the, you know, if he can just stay healthy this year and play to his potential, he'll be one of the most dominant defensive linemen, not only in the SEC, but in the country. There's good experience at the linebacker position. Kel Garrett, Therese Hall, Brandon Lee, you know, you got a couple of seniors and a junior there. So you got good experience, guys who have been on the field. And I think those are guys who are going to have to be, you know, kind of the, the cornerstone of this defense, the, the, just the, the guys you, you don't have to worry about. But I look at it like this. Who, who are going to be the guys that we don't know or that don't get a lot of the publicity as the Terry Beckners or, or the Kel Garrett, the guys we know on defense, the proven commodities? Who are going to be the guys this year that, that step up and, and make a name for himself? Is it going to be, you know, a Trey Williams coming off the edge? Is it going to be a, a, a Chris Turner or somebody like that? Who's going to be the guys that take advantage of of their opportunity to get on the field, and, and, and somebody will. I, I I I have a good feeling about a couple of those guys, and I mentioned a couple of those names because I want to see those guys step up. Also on the back end, like we talked about, not really a, a lot of standouts. We struggled on the back end last year. Uh, one of the guys that, that I'm looking for to have a big year 
we got a little some playing time last year at Adams Park. Now he's a young guy, but he has great, you know, quickness, great ball skills. And can he be a guy to step up in that secondary, be a leader as a as a young guy? To me, the best way you uh, help out that secondary is the guys up front, and and then the guys you know in the middle, the linebackers. And if they play well, that makes those guys' jobs a lot easier. Yeah, you're right. Even in down years, good years and down years, there's always somebody that comes out and shows uh, star potential and it never seems to uh, fail. So um, I hope you're right. Some of those guys have uh, are young and certainly have the athleticism. So uh, third year, Barry Odom, you know, defensive guy. I- I'm hopeful that uh, we'll have a little bit more, I guess, confidence in the last couple of years on that defensive side of the ball. You, you know, the thing about it is for everything that I'm hearing coming out of camp, you listen to even the offensive players talk about the guys on defense and how they're flying around to the ball, how they're how they're going to be the the, the surprise of this of this season. Like and, and you know it's it's kind of cool when nobody's kind of counting on you, you know. So you have you, there's no expectation there. Uh, everybody, when you talk about Missouri, you're going to talk about the offense. You're going to talk about the quarterback. You're going to talk about the receivers. Emmanuel Hall, ability to get deep. You're going to talk about that kind of stuff. Uh, Crockett and Roundtree at the, at the running back position. And nobody ever mentions the defense. So uh, the thing that I, that I think, like I said, is the expectations are low. And I, and I think these guys have a, have a pretty good chip on their shoulder. They're going to play with a pretty good chip on their shoulder. I know Terry Beckner, you know, he came back because he wants to prove something. He wants to prove not only Himself, but his, this defense is, is, can can play and can and can uh, can show up and, and contribute. Uh, the other factor for our defense, what's going to help them out too, is our punter. I mean, to me, I, and I told him, I, I called him the MVP last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey cool. Tony was just fabulous, man. He's one of the best punters in, in, in college football, and he's going to help that defense out by pinning teams back. By, you know, putting them back, making them go the long field. And so it's, it's always great to have a weapon like him. Well, Byron, uh, you're living out on the West Coast there. Any chance you're going to make it to any Tiger games this year? I'm, I'm definitely making it to Tiger games this year. Uh, I'll probably come sometime around homecoming. I was trying to get there to the Georgia game. Uh, me and my, my best friend, uh, Terrell Davis, uh, who's a Georgia alum, we have a standing bet every year. And so we'll bring, they're coming to, uh, to Columbia. Hope this year, hopefully, we can pull the upset. I mean, Georgia's the the overall favorite, hands down favorite to win the East. But sometimes, you know, they they struggle against Missouri. Yeah. And we even even when they they're they're uh, you know expected to do great things, you know, Missouri comes up, jumps up and bites them. So I I I, I think it's going to be a great matchup when they do come to Columbia. I'm hoping to get there for that one, but I'm not sure I'm going to be able to. Well, I hope he's yeah, giving you odds. <laughs> I hope Terrell Davis is giving you odds on that game because it's not a bet I would necessarily want to make this season. Hey, no, I, you know what? I understand, but I always with, with him, I take my Tigers straight up. <laughs> good good for you. <laughs> I take them straight up. And, you know, it, it's worked out for me. It's worked out for me, you know, a few times. So yeah. hopefully we can pull the big upset because, you know, Georgia just – I mean, they're a strong ball club. I saw them play in the Rose Bowl um, up close and personal. I was actually on the field on the on the Georgia sideline with Terrell and, and some other friends, and and you know just just a talented team. And once you get to that level, that you know playoff level, and where you're playing for championships, and I know they they 
they dropped a heartbreaker on, on their side to uh, Alabama in, in the championship game. But once you get to that level, it only breeds confidence. It only breeds like the best players in the country wanting to come and, and play for you. So you had another, they had another great uh, recruiting class this year. So, but I, I just hope, you know, when they come to Columbia, we can welcome them like we do <laughs> in the zoo and, uh, and, and, and find a way to pull out an upset. You certainly know about playing at championship caliber football at the highest level. Uh, Byron Chamberlain, thank you so much for joining us again. Well, I hope you're right, and I hope we give Georgia a good game. And I hope it's a great season. So uh, I hope you'll come back after that game maybe and uh, you'll be able to gloat about your uh, time with Terrell Davis and uh, your big uh, win. I, I hope so, too. <laughs> I really hope so, too. Uh, but, you know, the first things first is, is Tennessee Martin. Thank you so much, Byron. It's great to have you, as always. All right. Thank you. So what do you think about that, Colin? Feel smarter? I feel smarter, and I also feel very inferior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should, no matter who our guests are. Yeah. I completely agree. Are you uh, confident we're going to go into next week with a 1-0 record? I'm pretty confident. This is a team that I don't think... I, I think I read that they haven't had a losing season in, like, forever. They're always you know, competitive at their level. Uh, they've got some returning players who are pretty good. I mean... They sound like a good team, but they should be a team that Mizzou easily knocks out if they're going to compete for an East title in the SEC. Yeah, I mean, the Skyhawks are 0 and 8 against Power 5 schools ever. So Their name is the Skyhawks. It's a good point. Come on. It's, it's, I feel like we're playing minor league baseball. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. The mud bugs <laughs> are coming in next week. <laughs> it's a three o'clock kickoff, so that means we're going to be recording our, our game after this minor league shootout uh, late Saturday night. So uh, yep, listeners yep. Are, ought to get excited for that. But then I feel like we're just we're leaving the preseason. We're finally getting to put the pads on and do this. The show, I mean, you know, I'm not talking about football. I mean, this is what we live for. We're, we're ready for our season to start. Absolutely. I think our listeners are too. I mean, the football is here nor there, but the Mazad cast, that's what people want to tune into. I doubt that. I doubt that seriously. But I am excited for football. Hey, I did want to mention one thing, Colin. We're not just sponsored by MyBookie.com. We're also sponsored by Schlafly Beer. And uh, we've been in talks with those guys to actually bring a couple live shows this season in Columbia, something we've never done before. the Columbia area. Yeah, places I think you'll recognize like Shakespeare's, uh, ITAP downtown, Willie's, things like that. I don't know exactly. We'll give you the details as they arise. But can you imagine doing a live show amongst literally tens of fans? I can't wait to get, get drunk with them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's a certain camaraderie that comes from getting loaded with people. They yeah. just can't duplicate any other way. Especially on delicious Schlafly beer. I don't get loaded on anything else. Okay, one last thing before we go, Colin. 
any predictions or expectations or just out there theories about week one in Columbia against the Sky Hawks? My prediction, I guess, is that uh, we're going to, like, the first couple of possessions, it's going to get, it's going to be ugly and everybody's going to do the big eye roll, like, here we go again, and then we're just going to flop them. Mm-hmm. And they're going to scare us a little bit and they're going to rock them. So I'm going to say, like, 51 to 13. 51 13? Yeah. I like that. I think, uh, I'm going to give the defense a little less credit. I'm going to say 58 to 24. It's probably more realistic if someone scored 24 points just based on, you know, you hope in this game that you're going to be able to see a lot of second string by the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's right. The, these kind of games are very tough to predict whenever you do have your scrubs in for the second half of the game. And I that's my hope is that uh, Drew Locke is just holding on to his collar with his helmet on the ground the entire second half and doesn't see the field once. I mean, it would be good to get... To, you know, some extra playing time the second string. They certainly didn't get it against Missouri State in the first game last year. So it'd be nice to, to get that uh, for those guys this year. Agreed. Let's sign off and get ready for college football. It's days away now. I'm stoked. I'm excited. M-I-Z. The O-Year. I'm happy as a fat girl winning the stink contest.